Open your eyes. This is America. The greatest nation on Earth. Where rats have it better than Italian children. If we are to build an empire of hope, we must first conquer New York. Our New York is being threatened by a wave of brown-skinned filth. They just keep coming. We ought to ship them all back. We have to show America we are all people of dignity. I want to build an orphanage. Be careful. This place will eat you alive. Even the Pope cannot protect you from what may come. This episode is brought to you by Jinx, the superfood-powered dog kibble everyone's been talking about. See the results for yourself and try their one-month transformation. Within the first few weeks, you'll see how Jinx can help with your dog's energy, mood, and even digestion. And it's all thanks to the high-quality ingredients they use, like organic chicken, Atlantic salmon, and grass-fed beef. Try the one-month transformation today. Find Jinx in your local Walmart. I am unashamed. What about you? Welcome back to Unashamed. We, uh, we, we're a little later getting started here today, Jace, because we were all, was, all was... the principals were here and there was no Jace. And so I get a text no and it says, sorry, going to be late chasing dog. And and, so, and everybody was like, so what do you think that means? I said, oh, it means something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad you're back, Al, because you're chuckling already. Uh yeah, the, we did a recent podcast without me that'll be out in the future, and there wasn't a lot of humor. That's well, I don't know who was in charge of that. They're like, I looked at the list of people going to be there, and you weren't there, and I didn't know why I was uncomfortable with that. But I have now realized what the problem is. So What's the problem? The problem is you have you, Zach, and Phil, and we have my brother, Jeff. Jeff was on the episode, yeah. So he was a little nervous, I guess. So he was, you know, he talked, but he never laughed. Yeah. And you had Phil and Zach. Well, I realized something. They they don't ever laugh. Laughing <laughs> 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 at that. So it was. Which makes me laugh. <laughs> their sense of humor is impenetrable. Because I really. Man, man, I, <laughs> I thought I said so, a few things that were funny. Well, he, he's alluding to the, th- the part that. We we don't we're happy, but but we don't show any happiness. We don't show any. That, that's a, you yeah. We laughed on the inside. inside. You're laughing on the inside. Hidden laughter. Oh okay. Oh, so it was there. Yeah. It was just hidden. Yeah, it was there. <laughs> I'm not sure if that makes me feel better or not. So we missed you on that. Uh, you need me for yucks. Well, yeah. I just it was just crickets. Cricket, because they were like, "Well, what should we name this?" You know, and I was like, "Name it crickets." <laughs> we'll call that episode crickets. But I can see that with Jeff. Of course, poor Jeff. So I, the reason that I was not on that podcast is because I was in Virginia. Well, first I was in Michigan, then Ohio, then Virginia. I went on quite the run this oh, last wow. week. Okay, so you're forgiven. So I so I was doing that, but then everywhere I go, I have a little bit I do to speak. And in the, in the bit, I always say, you know, my baby sister, Jep, and it makes everybody laugh. 
Well, these days, Al, I'm not sure you should be doing that. <laughs> You're but. probably right. <laughs> it probably creates some tension and confusion. At one time, that was a joke. Now are people like, <laughs> is he serious? Not the reality. <laughs> is he transitioning? <laughs> so, uh, well, to finish my story. Yeah, chasing so, a dog. So I well, haven't asked you what, I don't even know what happened yet. But like all of Unashamed Nation, I will find out what happened as you explain it to us. So I have two little dogs. And and by little, I mean, uh, what are they, a foot long? Oh, they're, yeah, they're Three or four pounds. I call them yippers. Well, they're incredible. They're like, they're like, they're like like big squirrels, about the size of like a large squirrel. Look, and when you walk in, they act like the most ferocious. In their minds, they're like lions. They are the old school burglary alarms. Yep. First line of defense. See, I thought that was funny, Phil. You never <laughs> change fe- facial expressions whatsoever. <laughs> so I'm, y'all going to make me self-conscious about this, I guess. So, because when they walk in, they, <laughs> I mean, it. Oh, they're like, their bark compared to their little tiny bodies. It's But, I mean, they let you know. You would there. think you were fixed to get. Attacked. They couldn't even break the skin on your foot on a bear. But foot. Al, they are the fish version of you know the piranha. They give that yeah that indication because they're ferocious. <laughs> I mean, they they go psycho. I admire their ferociousness. They're so pretty- we had an arrangement because uh, one of the dogs we we were forced to adopt him because Missy's grandma had the dog. Missy's grandma died. She's gone on to be with the Lord, and in a funny twist, she left her dog to Missy. Yeah, and she knows that Missy doesn't like dogs, <laughs> so I think it was a joke. <laughs> she just like wanted to fix that on her way to the home office. I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna help you help yourself. So then it's like, well, what do you do? We don't, and the dog is severely spoiled. So we wind up building a guardrail in what I call the lair. Where I used to hang out, but I spend more time because Missy's like, are you going to spend most of your time in here with these dogs or are you going to come in here with me? So I've kind of abandoned the lair. Maybe that's something that's contributing to this problem because these dogs were happy with the lair because what was happening is- You were in there. Well, the dog, I was in there and the dog was spoiled. So what I mean by spoiled is this dog will poop and pee anywhere. But if you- if once we built the little wall there in one little room, well, he won't do it there. And we have a doggy door. He'll go outside because he lives there. Well, so he that, lives by the old adage. You don't poop where you live. Exactly. And it, and it worked. Everything was Good. great. I mean, we're talking about for years, last three, three years. And then all of a sudden they've learned how to breach that wall by various means. Hmm. And once they began that process, that's all they do. They, it's it's a battle. 24 so I have a wall, and they're trying to tear that wall down. <laughs> Jay, you've um, got to rebuild that wall yeah. and make Mexico pay for it. So anyway, meanwhile, there's a flea epidemic going on. Worst year I've ever seen for fleas. Hmm. I've had them because I'm in an effort to, when we have the collars. You, could be the, you may well, be I could be. I'm a, so if you see me scratching a lot during this, because I have a. Jace is the only man in America. You can't blame it on his dogs because he may actually be getting the fleas and bringing them in and giving it to them. And look. He's a hairy man. Very, very true. And I, I got numerous ones, you know, off my head last night. So it's an epidemic. And so I'm like, look, 
take the dogs in and get them uh, groomed. Oh, yeah. Because we have the collar. We give them the flea baths. I want to hold it. Shave all their hair. Yep. So now we can battle the fleas. That's old school. It's like Dad used to treat us for lice that way Yeah. back in the day. Just everybody so, gets a nice shave. So what happened was yesterday, I know this is a long story, but this, <laughs> is, okay. this is my life. So yesterday they breached the wall, and I caught the, the dog that we got from Mrs. Grandma because I, I heard pitter-patter in the middle of the night. Well, I eased in there. Well, that dog jumps up in my spot in the main room and because and, there was a blanket there and thinks nobody's around. Well, I just got up behind him and and literally scared him half to death. You know? <laughs> I grabbed the dog, you know, gave him a little pop on the rump. Bad dog, you know. So then I looked down, there's like five fleas on my blanket. I was like, unbelievable. Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. So that was the last memory the dog had of me. Well, Missy, when she, so on my way down here, she had one, the little hazel. She's easy to catch because she has a bit of a girth problem. She can't run and hip problem. I can relate. Well, the other dog, she couldn't, she couldn't get to come come to her and i said well i, I know what the problem is because i scared him so bad last night and he i disciplined the dog so she was trying to bribe him with food and look that dog and it was which was working so she'd have the food but he was he's so quick he grabbed the food out of her hand before she could grab it he'd take off running so mia missy and i get in a very uh lively discussion let's just put it that way about what our options are I said, you either have to bait him or you have to run him. Your your way's not going to work because I was trying to back off. Yeah. I said, if you want me to run that dog down, I'll, I'll run the dog down. She's like, good luck with that. Well, then then she challenged my manhood. <laughs> well, <laughs> Jay's thinking, there's never a dog I haven't been able to run down, right? You know, I underestimate – what happens when you get over 50 and that dog, you know, the chase started unfairly, you know, cause I, I mean, I got off our property in a hurry cause this dog took off. Like once I engaged, but, uh, I just thought I catch this dog. So I left the neighborhood still, he just wide open, you know, but I thought, you know, I'm, I'm, to his, every time I take a step, it's like 10 of this dog's step. And I just thought, and he took off so fast. He can't maintain this pace. But, you know, at that point, I was like, I'm not sure I can either. <laughs> <laughs> but he got finally about a couple houses down, and he took a wrong turn and got in there, which now I'm in the neighbor's. I'm on their porch. I've entered the the. I, I broke I'm just down for your social. dog's sake. You didn't make a turn into my neighborhood because that blue healer we got would have done. He would have caught, caught. At this it point, I didn't care, Al. And uh, <laughs> it would not have been pretty. So the dog hunkers down, you know, on the on the back door of my neighbor's house. And really, if someone would have captured the leap that I made, I did it like a bullfrog. Because <laughs> as soon as he stopped, I jumped. Caught the dog. He's, you know, he's trembling all over. And then I came out when Missy was just dying laughing. She's like, I cannot believe you did this throughout the neighborhood. I was like, wait, babe, this was the plan. 
You either bait him or you run him. I ran him. I proved my point. You said it couldn't happen. She's like, well, I didn't know that you were going to break every social decency thing that you could do. And I was like, what do you mean? Because I had lost my shirt in the process. Because I was going to, I took my shirt. I was going to try to catch the dog with it. Oh, my goodness. So, anyway. So, then I, thus the text, I'm going to be late. Because that took probably 15 minutes. And look, I, I was so out of breath. I, I I just I thought I needed one of those little oxygen tanks because I was just like <gasps> bait him. So next time, proved how you ruin a good day. <laughs> <laughs> you doing a lot of chasing over there after your animals, Dad? Chasing your dog. <laughs> so I got the dog in the pen so it can go get groomed and we can do something about the fleas. Yep. But there has been some action at your house too, Dad. Because so I pull up today and. As I'm driving past the first house that Lisa and I lived in, which was a, when we bought it, it was a little two-room camp next door to mom and dad, and we fix it up. The house is sitting next to the road up on wheels, and I yeah. was like, what in the world has happened here? And so I pull in, and where the house used to be is just a giant hole now, and uh and so apparently, talking about where Granny's house? No, my old house, the the blue house, the where you know where the. Oh yeah, what? Well, what you missed was an act of kindness on my part. Yeah, by uh, demolishing the house. No, nope. it's not demolished. It's by waiting to go it. someplace. Oh, it was behind another house. It's kind of back over in the woods there. But uh, I might need to metal detect that. Y'all moved the house. Jimmy Red said, "What was I going to do with that house?" And I said, "I tell you what, you figure out how to move it." <laughs> And get it up the hill and get it on up there where you live. I'm giving you a house. So this week was a be kind to rednecks. And, get, and gift a house. Gave away a house. As I, much I, as he, he, well, he's lived in these trailers that you pull, put on your back. Yeah, and travel trailers. Travel trailer. They've lived there for years. So I guess he's, Red's gotten old enough now. He's ready to put down roots. I've given him his first house. <laughs> Because that would cost I me a house, I'm, I'm I didn't now, realize that house was mobile. I'm now really I'm cut off from the world for a few weeks because the bulldozer used in moving the house tore the wiring out. Uh oh. With the satellite pointed toward the heavens, that wire was cut by the bulldozer, and Red was the one working the bulldozer. So, that's why I haven't been able to get a hold of you for about a month. No one can. <laughs> I am completely and totally shut off. They have come up with one little. Uh, I can. I've got one little. I heard you had a flip phone. Yeah, one little thing that I never used before. They taught me pretty quick. It's on his, He's on his path. Yeah. He's on his path. One line, <laughs> I can talk to somebody. Well, I would pay money to see you getting your flip phone out. I will add. Life has been very, very pleasant. <laughs> this is a, if anybody would be not very bothered by having their whole communication. I am system. currently almost barely. Unreachable. <laughs> Almost. So I'm happy with we it. We do have a flip phone for emergency. Let's take a break. I don't know about you boys, but uh, it's kind of crazy days we're living in when you look and see kind of our culture and our and our country on some of the pathways we're on. When you say that, we're kind of in a, a time where, you know, you just, what happens is you see things so upside down that you never could have imagined we would be facing some of the things we're facing, right? In culture, I mean, just things that are basic to us. Uh, one of our sponsors 
Patriot Mobile has been with us for a long time. And so they're kind of in fight back mode, uh, really, to because they support a lot of the same causes that we support. Uh, and, you know, they're in the business of, of wireless providers. And we know that some of those big corporations are dumping a lot of money into the causes that are kind of causing a lot of the issues. And so uh, they're the only Christian conservative wireless provider. Uh, they offer dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks. So you can get the best possible service in your area without the woke propaganda uh, that we're seeing that's being pushed by some of the other groups. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you support free speech, religious freedom, sanctity of life, Second Amendment. All the military and veteran and first responders out there, uh, they have special deals for you, which is great. Uh, it's 100% U.S.-based customer service team, which makes switching easy. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash fill. Or you can call them at 878-PATRIOT. You're going to get free activation today with the offer code Phil. Ask about their coverage guarantee while you're there. PatriotMobile.com slash Phil or call them at 878-PATRIOT. So I guess just for our audience to know, only in the redneck culture that we live in out here, does one of your neighbors come and say, Phil, are you going to do anything with that house? Because I sure wouldn't mind having it. <laughs> and you give them the house. And you gave them the house. <laughs> I love it. I mean, only here could that happen. It cost me money to move that house. Well, it needed but, to go because. Well, my, why didn't you say. If Red's you, the kind of guy, if you call him up, if I call him up, if he sees my telephone number, he answers the phone. It ain't like I'm, I'm gone somewhere, I'm too busy. He, un- he listens to what I have to say. He's a redneck over got, got a job what I'm saying, here. Why didn't you say if you pay for the house being moved, you can have it? I, I worked that out. Well, I'm just saying. You worked out a deal. I mean, you're giving him the house. Right? I, I pay it in advance, but it's for, on his part. I was, I'll get him later on the money that so was used Do you know what I paid for, for that house? Uh, let's see. It Sounds been. like to me you almost got hustled. All rednecks will hustle. You <laughs> <laughs> get the chance. Yeah. So, Daddy, you know Lay what? Lay down I... some groundwork. I always get it back because he's a very good equipment operator. Mm. He shouldn't have dug that deep to down there where the wires are. <laughs> but when he tore the wires, it sounded like a rocket going off. And I, and I was back there taking a nap. I said, what in the world was that? So... That's wires and being torn think, from your house. And people still think that Duck Dynasty was made up. You That's know? right. Well, after hearing if this, this story, is not an episode. So, Dad, you realize 30, let's see, now it would have been 37 years ago. You know what I paid for that house? Because that was originally my Let's house. Let's guess. 30, yeah, thir- 37 years ago. This, well, I've the, seen so, let the me house, describe so it. Cheating. At the time, it was only two How much moves. did you have put in there? Well, hold on. We're guessing. I'm going to say. $5,000. 5000 Zach? $5,000. Oh, let, let, me, let me ask a question. I mean, I don't they, think it was worth a whole lot. Did they build the house on site, or did they, did they bring it in the first time? Oh, no. It was no, it huge. was built. It, it, was, it was a little camp. It, it was old. It was it a fishing there, camp. I would say 20, 30 years. Yeah, it had been there a long time. A guy that worked at the mill owned it. And uh, it was okay, a two-room camp. Maybe ago. I'm shooting it too low. Two-room camp with no bathroom. Had an outhouse out back. Yeah, no bathroom. I'm oh, saying yeah, five I'm grand. Gonna, Thirty-seven I'm years say ago, twenty-eight hundred dollars. <laughs> wow. What do you think, Dad? I don't know. I know what it costs now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we paid eight thousand three hundred dollars for the house. I think as he is. got ripped on that. So, so what Red would have paid. 
is five thousand. Yep. I paid the five thousand. Yeah. But I'm gonna get five thousand dollars worth of work out uh, of it. You're trading out. Yeah, you're trading bargaining. That's look, a good deal. when people say that property value always goes up, we just proved that's not necessarily true. <laughs> true. That went from eighty three hundred to five grand. But now over forty years. Just yep. to throw it in, so we did. So we closed in. Lisa's dad closed in the front porch, and and created a living room and a bathroom because I figured, you know, in nineteen eighty five. You know, your wife doesn't need to go to an outhouse. So we did, right. we made a bathroom. And then when my kids were born, uh, we built, added two rooms onto it. So it should have been a higher value. But you got to remember the business was there. Now there's a difference. Then the in, rats took over. I mean, you know, it's there's a difference now. in remodeling and just slamming stuff together <laughs> and calling it remodeling. <laughs> Oh, it never. It was actually place. a pretty nice place nah, at one time. Now, nah, when you brought when you brought when you brought the house in, I mean, it was by far the nicest house in the neighborhood for sure, if I remember yeah. correctly. In a very nice. bad neighborhood, you know, <laughs> it was a bad neighborhood. It was a, about hey, when I would come, what things are worth. Well, you you got to keep in mind when we would come in town to visit, and it would be in the dead of winter. We would sleep uh, on the porch at Granny's house. There's a room that was like really like it was just a the porch and she had a bed out there there's like no i mean there may have been a space heater or something in there if i remember correctly i think when you're in a flood zone you it's okay i mean you don't want to put a lot of money in a house structure because the river might get in a flood zone so i will say that well i will say this the the reason we got that house is that the guy that owned it didn't want dad wanted to buy it and he wouldn't sell it and and he was holding on to it, even though he rarely ever came. And his wife came out there, and she sat on the chair, and she th- she thought she felt something move. And so she picked the cushion up off the chair, and there was a big old chicken snake coiled underneath that cushion. And she hit that door wide open, and, and he told us that she never hit a, saw a step. She just rolled all the way down the hill to her car, <laughs> got in it, and told him she would never step foot on that property again. Next week is when we bought it. And he was ready. So that's what got to happen. So good old chicken snake is the reason we got that. The Almighty sent us a snake to he did. get the deal done. That's right, because we've been trying to get it for a long time. Yep. Or the evil one. Or the evil one. That's what we're talking about today anyway. It are is. We not? Are we under Luke 4? Uh, almost. I think we're almost there. You ready to jump into it? Well, I just, you know, I studied this pretty hard. We actually, and, uh, we actually didn't. We need to deal a little bit with the uh, genealogy. Well, I mean, I I just made a sentence about it. Okay. It ended with the Son of God. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's that's good. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know how to make that interesting. Well, but it's if a I'm little bit. Ears, it's a little bit controversial because is it? yeah, because it's different than the one in Matthew one, and so. Well, I thought Matthew one was Mary's. No, actually, actually, this one is Mary's. Because this is the one where he says, you, I mean, you, you said it like, yeah, Matthew 1 is Joseph's. It's Joseph's, right. and this one's Mary. Well, it's different because it's two different. Exactly. So so we need to talk about that because you think, well, what difference would it make? But it really makes a bigger point that's really big. One is you you made this point on the last podcast that we talked about this, Jase. You said he was the, this is in verse 23. Jesus himself was 30 years old when he began his ministry. He was the son, so it was thought. Yeah, I love that phrase. Joseph. So so what he's doing is he's giving you the clue. This is not really Joseph's genealogy. This is something different. And and I don't know why he did, didn't say Mary, if that's what it is. 
but it has to be because here's here's your line. So at the very on the bottom of my page in verse thirty one, the son of David, and before that the son of Nathan. So that's where the fork happens because when you look back at Matthew one, it's Solomon. It follows Solomon's branch that goes to Joseph, and so at the. I'm not sure I'm, I'm understanding what the controversy is. Well, the controversy is a lot of people have said that both of these are Joseph, but they're different, so it makes oh. no sense. See what I'm saying? Since he doesn't say it's Mary's, they're like, "Well, the Bible's wrong because it gives two different genealogies for the same guy." But oh, it, it yeah, it is Joseph in Matthew one, right? Uh, the look, husband of Mary, right? So that's how they. But there's a perfect reason why. So think about this. From Explain Matthew's this perspective. Is anybody really going to understand what you're talking oh, about? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's simple. Okay. So he, he starts where? He starts at Abraham. You remember, Matthew is writing it to the Jews. Yeah. So he starts at Abraham, which is who they recognize as their father, the beginning of what would be the Jewish people because of the promise and everything that happened. So that's where Matthew starts it, and it goes to Joseph through David's line through Solomon. So if you look, that's the difference in the two genealogies. So Luke comes along. He's writing mainly to Gentiles, right? We've already established that. So he's going to give not the royal line of Joseph, who wasn't really his dad anyway, but God, being infinite in wisdom, wanted to make sure that Jesus was covered on all fronts, whether it was you're talking about Jewish royalty, or in this case, he was talking about his humanity, because it goes back through Nathan. Well, where does Luke take it to? All the way to Adam. Which is all a the point. Way to if this God. was made up, why would why would we be going through all this? That's right. And why would you get two different ones that cover both his humanity and his royalty, which is what Matthew yeah. did independent of Luke. So to well, me, it's always made perfect no, no, sense no, as to why good. it was the way it was. I mean, I might confess to you, I just skipped over it. I, I, I read <laughs> you, the first. You did what most people do. No, with I've done it my whole Christian life. <laughs> oh, yeah, this chapter there is through that in. Let me move on. Well, I remember when I first came to the Lord, I thought, let me let me read the Gospels, you know. And what it was like, so-and-so beget, so-and-so, and so-and-so beget. So I was like... <laughs> A lot of begetting. Why why do I need to know this? I think it was written and handled the way it is to make sure it's the truth, Al. Yes. No, I agree now. Exactly. It's the truth. That's a good point. And it's a a two-piece picture. I mean, to get God here in flesh... Right. It wasn't a, it was not an easy task. Because his humanity is is linked to Mary, not to Joseph, because Joseph was his she, dad. His she earth, was a virgin. She was a virgin. But not, but not his it wasn't his biological dad. Wasn't his biological dad because he didn't have yeah. one. And you think about you, you th- understand this, it really is a big deal because if you were a Jewish male who didn't have a line to your to your patriarchal wow. line it, it, any that's other a way. Big deal. Any other way That's right. was impossible. Impossible. Well, it was you're impossible. going to say that the God who made the cosmos has now entered planet Earth. Right. It's, it's, it's also embarrassing. So embarrassing. I don't think they, they had a hard time accepting it because you just wouldn't, they just wouldn't do, you know, a religious group wouldn't have a would woman never do who, this. who's not married. You would never do that. Or who's, you know. So in doing the podcast, uh, it's really a neat thing, I think, Zach, because we are able to run into um, 
other companies, small companies, a lot of times, people just starting like we did as a business, uh, but also uh, like-minded believing uh, companies that are that sponsor our podcast. And I feel like we had that experience with Barrel Buddy. You remember when we first called these guys for the onboard, just what they oh, did? Yeah. Tell the audience what happened. Oh, yeah. The, the first thing, uh, well, they said, y'all mind if we uh, begin with a prayer? Of course, we're like, uh, <laughs> that's how we begin everything. So, no, <laughs> we don't mind at all. Yeah. So, and they're obviously, uh, they're believers. Um, they're like us. They saw a need in the field. And they figured it out. What they've done is they've come up with a way to uh, to clean your barrel of your gun. So whether you're at the gun range uh, or you're hunting, uh, it's a it's a quick and easy way to ma- be able to see the clean of that. So you know in the past they've used patches and boar snake. We've used all these different kind of methods uh, to try to clean. But they've come up with something that's great. You can see that it's clean. They have these polymers that they've invented, high compression, high strength. They're tear resistant. Uh, they're white, so you can see what comes out of your gun, so you know that it's clean. So check these guys out. Uh, we love them. Great business. BarrelBuddy.com. B-A-R-R-E-L Buddy.com. Check them out. You think about this from a perspective, because now we're talking about Islam, because they recognize the Old Testament back to Abraham too, as well as Judaism. So Jesus' claim which makes him unique is he is the son of Yahweh or what they would call Allah, which is the same God that was represented here. Yep. So no earthly father, he is the son of God, Yahweh, Allah. So that makes him unique. And so that's why even this genealogy links him back to going through his humanity. That's what makes him human. And so I, I just really think it's, it's, one of those things you don't think about a lot, like you said, Jace, but when you put them together, it's pretty powerful because it shows you the completeness of who Jesus is as both God and man. So, I mean, the I mean, profound it, statement is the last four words of chapter three. Yes. The son of God. That's right. Because he was talking about Adam, the son of Adam. So think about what he's saying in that one statement. He's the son of man and he's the son of God. And that makes him unique to any other prophet, any other deity, anything in all the world's religions. Nobody else is a son of man and a son of God. It's just Which shit. explains the temptations yes. that are about to occur. Exactly. Because when you really look at this, you know, I think a couple questions come out. One is... Um, I think most people are like, do you think there's an actual devil, you know, roaming around? And people think it's a, it's kind of a visual image of some sort. I mean, to this, just that is just ludicrous. Right. And then here he is, he tempts Jesus. But the things that he tempts him with, none of them are really that wrong. Yeah, if you look at it, right? I mean, he's like, you know, before we read it, I'm just saying, he's like, you're hungry, get some, get some bread. People get hungry. <laughs> What's wrong with bread? You hadn't eaten in forty days. <laughs> yeah, you hadn't eaten in forty. I think we can make a case. You know, he was, he's the only person who should have the authority to rule all the kingdoms. You know, and so he's like, put you in charge of all the kingdom. You know, right. me and you work out a deal. I mean, it wasn't like it was. For us, that would be wrong, but if you were perfect and flawless, I mean, it wasn't like he was uh, coming up with something that 
was crazy. And then he's like, you know, throw yourself down and and God will lift you up. Well, I mean. Because he knew he had angels that were there to protect him. Well, that's true. He even quoted scripture when we read it. I know, which is disturbing. Yeah. So I think he challenges this idea of of these claims. You know, he, 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 you see him appealing to his being a man, Mm. God being a man. Right. And then you see his appeal to this man claiming to be God. That's what really the temptations are crafted around. Yep. Would you agree? I agree. And that's why he's exactly why he starts. And what's interesting is, is you see how planned it was when you read it, because remember the the Holy Spirit had just, you know, he was baptized and we saw this literally, they had a chance, you, you never get a chance to see that for us, but literally you witnessed something descending on him. It said, it looked like a dove. And so the Holy Spirit is there now, and it says now that he's full of the Holy Spirit, he returns from the Jordan and is led by the Spirit. He's full of the Spirit, he's led by the Spirit, and he just got the Spirit in, in the baptism. Right. I mean, and I, you know, we did last time, I think, when we talked about this in Matthew's account, we went down this road of he was taken from the wilder, the water to the wilderness. Mm-hmm. I mean, the highest point, he's declared to be the son of God. God loves him. He's pleased with him. And then, bam, spirit takes him to have this encounter with the evil one, which is fascinating. And it was almost like a it was a, a, a thought ahead, you know, deal where he's going to go out and now he's going to be tested as he begins. And you're right. He, both are tested. His humanity is tested as well as his deity because he's going to touch on all sides of who he is. But it was all set up. It was like, and it makes me think about those verses in Hebrews, which talked about, you know, that he couldn't understand us unless he had been tempted in every way, just as we are, yeah. to to force himself to be to face this. And he does it, he starts out with a 40-day fast. It says, where yeah, for 40 days he was tempted it. by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them he was hungry. He hadn't eaten for 40 days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a human being. He's hungry. And then that's when the first thing happens. The devil, who apparently has been there since he was tempted for 40 days. So the devil has shown up during this period of time, this wandering walk, as Jace calls it. Well, the, we're, they're in the desert. Yeah. And you'll have to, before you continue reading, you know, you'll have to get your head wrapped around whether this is some... I just don't think it was a physical creature with, I think most of this stuff happened the way it does now in a- Internally? Yeah, internally. You, I mean, if, if you remember when Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Where's that? Matthew 10, I think. Yep. So most people, I think, feel he is a fallen angel. Yep. And Hebrews 1 says, are not all angels ministering spirits, you know, sent from God? So I think this was a spiritual thing. I mean, what I mean is as we read this, when he's like goes to the highest point of the temple, I mean, I think it's more imagery in his mind. It could have been. Although, if you think about it, so Jesus was there in heaven because he said, I saw you fall like lightning. So whatever form Satan had in heaven, 
I wonder if he retook it here. Because Jesus knew who he was. See what I'm saying? I think it really matters. I was was just saying, like, when you eventually. He's everywhere all the time. Well, he's not that. Right. Yeah. But But I'm saying you read a verse. Yeah. You you read a verse that says, when Peter, when when he, remember the famous verse where it said, Satan has entered you. Yep. And I can't remember where that is off the top of my head, but. Well, 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 he had to be some kind of the spirit. Of, you, you see what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I'm like, I'm just trying to put all the verses that you. No, read. you're talking about at the at the Last Supper in John, isn't it, it says Satan entered Judas? Entered Judas. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Well, well if he wasn't a spiritual being, how does a spiritual being? I mean, how does a physical being enter another human? Right. I mean, it's a fair question. Yeah. You no, have to I remember agree. in what happened. The Apostle Paul told the Corinthians, if Satan had known that, it, that basically that it, he had saved the world, he wouldn't have had him crucified. Well, you're right. I think that, well, I it mean, says the ruler, if the rulers of that age yeah. had known. Yeah. But we know the evil one, you know, you're, you know, based on Ephesians 6. I will admit that is a big verse because we, I do the same thing. And I think you see that in the temptation. It's like the evil one wasn't real sure how Jesus was going to go about doing this. And so I think you see in the temptations these tests. Somebody dying normally does not save anybody. I mean, they're dead. Well, I'm not sure he thought he was going to die. He just thought, well, let me tempt him because he's, all right, he's hungry. But Jesus wouldn't break, he wouldn't do something for himself to, to bring him comfort. I mean, all he had to do was he could, the evil one knew, okay, this guy claims to be from God. Well, let's see. Well, he want, he'd rather be miserable and be a man than get some help for himself. So then he moves on to phase number two. Well, if, if that's the way you're going to be, well, how about this? I'll just give you all the kingdoms down here and you don't have to go through all this pain and anguish. Well, Jesus didn't do that. So then he's like, well, maybe he doesn't want to do that because he's scared to die. So let me test that because, you know, you got the Hebrews too saying he controlled people by their fear of death. So he's like, throw yourself down and God will, and he quotes a scripture. Pre, pre-resurrection, pre-resurrection, Satan had every reason to say, well, we got that taken care of. Right. But what he didn't realize is that it's what Jesus said with with all power. Matthew records Jesus saying, "Okay, this is post resurrection. You well, know, you know everything in heaven and everything on earth has been given to me. I have complete power. Go make disciples, baptize them." I mean, look, well, well, I really think it was something like that. If you're standing on the bridge and you're like, and you with an enemy, and you're like, "Look, jump off the bridge, and if you really believe in God, He'll save you." And yeah. So then, when you do, you go, "Whoops!" Well, yeah. that didn't work. He didn't jump. Well, I'm saying, but if he, what, you see what I mean? I, I, I just like, well, if you're going to be a man and not use God's power, I mean, the evil one was saying, "Well, let's try this out." Yeah, that that's what he was worried about. So later, that's how he was defeated. 
So one of our new sponsors, Jace Medical, uh, who has nothing to do with our Jace. <laughs> I'm not in the medical business. He's not in the medical business, although he's not a doctor. He's not a he's doctor. Not a doctor, guys. Although the the uh, small town doctor that started this company told me that um, he, because I asked him, I said, "Why, why Jace?" And he said, "Well, Jace means in old English, it means healer, and he's a doctor, and so he he liked that." And then he said he had a dog named Jace. And I said, well, I got a brother named Jay, so we'll definitely talk about it on our podcast. These guys, uh, it's a great idea. Um, and and daily medical is, you know, you can't, if you have a prescription, you only get a certain amount of meds. You know, that's just the way it works, especially through insurance. You only get, usually they won't give you more than a month supply of, of, of medicine. But you may be in a situation where you need more than that. Or you may be preparing for, you know, supply chain issues or a lot of other things that could happen. And so what they offer is a 12-month emergency supply of your current daily prescription medication. And I'm about to go online myself and get that because this includes uh, blood pressure medicine, cholesterol, diabetes, uh, mental health, heart health, all these things. It's a backup prescription supply. And all you got to do is go online. You simply fill out their, their online form. In some cases, you may have to jump on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians. You're going to get ongoing care from their physicians uh, and any treatment-related questions. It's doctor-created, and it's doctor-recommended is who they are. They're, it's the kind of like treatment without going for the, to the hospital. You don't have to see the doctor. You don't have to do all that. Exactly right. That's what they do, and they take care of that. So uh, whether it's storms, shortages, pandemics, uh, you know, China supply chains, whatever it is, uh, we want to encourage you to check out Jace Medical. Oh, go online, fill out a form, and then you get your Jace daily prescription delivered right to your door with that peace of mind that comes from them. So it's jacemedical.com and enter the code UNASHAMED at checkout for a discount on your order. So that's promo code UNASHAMED at jasemedical.com. Now, and that makes a good point. Think about it from Adam and Eve forward, and we're now we're almost 2,000 years of human history. We get to Jesus. Every time Satan had tempted, tempted somebody, eventually they fell. Yeah. I mean, they eventually submitted to whatever it was. He's, he's one rung short of all authority. Yeah. He just didn't have it. Right. But the one who died three days later said, I have the power. And the evil one, remember, he came. Hebrew writer saying, you know, he too shared in their humanity so that by his death, he might free those who all their lives were held in slavery by death. Right. That's that's what I'm here for. So he, he beat death because, but you had to whip Satan too. Well, right. But to Jason's point, you know, he if he wouldn't have tried to do this, had he not thought he could succeed. That's right. He didn't do this thinking he was going to be thwarted. Well, that's right. You think? You think about um, that John eight passage when uh, Jesus speaks of, of Satan. He says he he is the father of all lies, and when he he lies, he speaks his native tongue, or he speaks out of his own character. And I think that when you read and the these father passages, of murder, the father, yeah, of lies he's the father of and murder. murder, yeah, which is what happened to the Son of God. Yeah, he, yeah, exactly. And I think that he does that. Like I've always wondered this too. Like you read the passage like this, you think, man, he knows that Jesus is the Son of God, so. Like what in and Satan's psyche allows him to even think that he can negotiate with God? I think I I think what it is is that he is he's he's such a liar and he is the father of lies and the and the essence of lies. 
that he believes his own lie. And in some weird, perverse way, he he thinks he's going to win, you know, and but he's not. And and I, I think this is like a moment here where he's over definitely overestimating his own power. And then you see Christ, the kind of the counter to that, doing the exact opposite, underestimating his own power. So it's an interesting even, even, parallel. Even the demons, even the demons were asking God not to, to do something for him. I mean, don't. Yeah. When he threw them into the pigs, they were at the mercy of God Almighty. But even the demons yeah, so the, believed the, who he was also. Huh? And shuddered. Even, even, yeah. yeah, and shuddered, yeah. James said. Yeah. Well, that's what my point was about none of these things. He didn't take Jesus to the red light district. Because that's all we think. We think, oh, well, you know, I'm being tempted. Yeah, appeal to sexuality. It, or whatever whatever. You, if you put anything in front of God's will, that there's where temptation is coming in. Yeah. And and I think you see that here. I mean, this was very crafty. It was a scheme. Yeah. It was a trap. It was as manipulation, but you see in it, you really see the essence of evil. You see the essence of, of sin right here in this passage because because what what do we do? In our sin, we, we're overestimating our own selves. We're overestimating the power that we think we have when we don't actually have it. Right. And then Christ who condescends and part of the, 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 this whole idea of Christ and his humanity, it's a, it's an, uh, it's a, an, it's an intentional underestimating of his own power. He's, he's intentionally coming down. And, and when he could have called 10,000 angels, he could have claimed everything right there in this moment. He could have, yeah, he could have done all of that um, because he's, he is, he is God, but he doesn't. And I just think that's so interesting. Satan in his own misery and us in our own misery, when we thwart the will of God it, at, at the core of it is we think somehow more highly of ourselves that we actually have more power than we really do. And ultimately everything Satan's offering him here, ultimately he didn't have the power to offer him that any of it, you know, yeah. none of it. And it, it was all God's in anyways in the end. Um, but Satan in his, in his wickedness believed that. And then Christ who already had all of this was like, no, I want to empty myself. And um, so you see it right here, even before the gospel occurs, you see this in the nature of Jesus, even before the death and the burial of Jesus occurred, you still see this continual uh, upside down kingdom that does not fit into the, uh, to the psyche of, of humanity. We, we couldn't, we could not have come up with this story. This episode is brought to you by Jinx, the superfood-powered dog kibble everyone's been talking about. See the results for yourself and try their one-month transformation. Within the first few weeks, you'll see how Jinx can help with your dog's energy, mood, and even digestion. And it's all thanks to the high-quality ingredients they use, like organic chicken, Atlantic salmon, and grass-fed beef. Try the one-month transformation today. Find Jinx in your local Walmart. Well, I think we need to address, because a lot of people, they're torn between James 3.16, for where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every, every evil, practice, evil yeah. practice. Then you have another count that's like, well, the devil made me do it. I mean, even in our church songs, you remember, I don't, this popped into my head a while ago, but remember that song we used to sing as kids? It's like, you know, if your brother's in the way, you know, we'll stop, stop and pick him up. You know, this is the gospel chariot. 
you know, and then if your sister's in the way, we'll stop and pick her. Because as a kid, I'm thinking, well, why weren't they in the vehicle <laughs> with you? I thought we were all together. And then it gets to the end. It's like if the, if devil. the devil's in the way, we will run right over him. <laughs> I'm like, well, what if it's a spiritual being? You know what I mean? That's right. How you gonna you're gonna run past him thinking you went by him, and that's the deceit. Why are we driving anyway? Look, this cup says I ride with King Jesus. We're not driving this train. And this this temptation I used to just sing songs. I never even thought like this. You 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 have a twist on looking at life. He was he was six years old. He was six years old thinking we're not running over that devil. Do you theologically make any sense of that song it doesn't make sense you're right now well and i and i'll and i'll add catchy. one more it was nugget. a catchy melody I, it was catchy but let me add one more nugget i i don't like singing songs like mocking the devil i you know it, the bible says that well, the maybe. archangel Michael yeah. did not bring a slanderous accusation against the devil so i do think that like we we take him we need to take him serious and um and, and whether we do serve a greater being we serve we serve the king of kings and the lord of lords but but I, but I think that's a good point, Jace. I mean, that, that you're, you're, you're mentioning here that, like, we're somehow going to pick somebody up, but we aren't. We ultimately aren't driving the the. We're going to drive that thing off off <laughs> off a cliff. I heard a really good example of this, and I don't really know how to. Well, explain if you start it. in Genesis and work forward, he's the father of sin. Well, right. But what, here's my point. So I, to go back to what I was saying, and I'll, then I'll give you the illustration. So is it the devil making me do it, or is it me, or yes? So when you just think about it, I think somebody you know wrote a book about this one time, The World, uh, The Flesh, and what was the other part? The World, The Flesh, and The Devil, maybe? Yeah. I think that was it. And what what that was representing is, so you think, where where does evil come from? Well, we live in a sinful world. That, that's pretty much out of your control. I mean, other people are going to sin, and you're going to feel consequences of that. Everybody well, on the planet. Well, I know. But, but I'm saying that will affect you oh, in yeah. some way. Well, you, you sin. You remember the James one where it says, don't say that God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted, nor does he tempt anyone. Each one is tempted by when his own evil desire, he is dragged away in a time, and it goes through. So you can't say, well, the devil maybe it's all, you know, there's a factor that your own self chooses to put something else. And blame it on the devil. Well, but then the third thing is you have Ephesians 6. There is a devil. There are demons. There is uh, this this world that Ephesians six. So you have three. That's some kind of supernatural. It's not a natural uh, dwelling for for evil angelic. It was another realm that came here. And you said now, it, because think about James one talks about you. James two recognized the demons. James three recognized the devil. So all three of those things are in the book of James. You stole my punchline. I know, but but I, I agree. So what I'm saying is there are it is more complex than just saying, you know, the devil made me do it, or you know, there's because here's what I was going to say: the evil one and his entourage does tempt you by two ways. 
or he tempts you, but he also accuses you. His his name also the accuser means the accuser. The accuser so you yeah. think, how's that practically? They he either says, oh, I mean, look, the red light district is real. That's temptation, but I think it's deeper than that. Based on what we read here, it it's more you can take something good, even your family or your job, and elevate that in front of God. And what what, what do you have? Well, you're you're. You're left without a relationship with God. You you could put anything, and I think that's what's proven here. So that's temptation. But he also accuses you. Oh, you're you know you're terrible. You mess up. And then he's like, you're terrible. You're worthless. You'll never recover. And so the illustration, yeah, you ain't, you ain't worth saving. So and and the fundamental strategy is all a lie. So when you believe the lie, you're not worth saving. Or on the accusation part of the temptation, you know, you'll never reach your potential God's way. You know, here's the easier way. This is, I mean, this is about you. And so I think that's how it all works. And the illustration I heard is it's like you're on the God's path. You're you're trusting in Him, and then all of a sudden a sign comes up. And it's like, and look at all the stuff off this exit. You know that you could feel better about yourself or what and so what do we do we take we take the exit but the illustration i heard was really cool because it's like but we don't realize that this is one of those exits that you can't immediately turn around and get back on you say oh i'll get back on there no it's like you went off on a ramp you lose your way that's impossible to and we've all been there oh man we take a wrong turn. That happens in every major city I get off the interstate. And look, this GPS oh, yeah. is recalculating so much, it finally quits saying it, and it's just going round Spinning. and round like it's over. That's right. you're, you're, you can't recover. You can never go back. But in reality, that's true. That's what happens. And so some people, it, it's like more than they didn't even realize they got off. It's like you you were on the interstate and this it divided into four lanes and it went back to two and you got off because you just went with the herd yep. and didn't even realize but guess what you're looking down like wait a minute i'm off the road where am i because you're not taking it serious enough these the world or your own sin or the supernatural occurrences that happen in the evil world and i think that's really what it's about you have to recognize that yeah so at some point it's not you getting back on the road. It's you pulling over, getting out, and becoming a hitchhiker, and you realize Jesus is coming to save you. And so we're back to the gospel chariot. He's driving. You're in with everybody else who's put their faith and trust in them. And the devil's not going to jump out there like a you know, a deer that you're going to try to hit with your car. <laughs> it's not going to work that way. And to complete your illustration, Jay, is one of the better um gps uh, uh, apps is one called ways and so you think about the way the truth and the life they get you back into where you need to be so there you go there's a i mean i think the point is you're not getting back on the road you're never going to be good enough you're never going to prove yourself you, enough. Right. you're not going to be one and we all go off at some point and so I think the temptation then becomes, oh, you can fix it. You know, you're, you can prove yourself. You can be good enough, you know. And it's more complicated than just, that's why I said he started off with what? Bread. Yeah. You know, it wasn't beer or, you know, too much bread. Jeff always thought he starts with the basic human desire. There's a verse, is it in Philippians? It says their God was their stomach. 
when it's talking about these people that are turned away from God. I mean, sometimes just the basic physical cravings, even you think about with food, anything that controls you that's not of God is kind of his point. I think it's why he started at the at the base level. So we never got to read this. I know. So out of time, uh, we're going to come back on the next podcast and pick up here because these three temptations are too good not to. But in the overtime, I want to talk a little bit more about the evil one because we we touched on a few things, but there's we don't get a lot of clues, but the clues we get in the Bible really paint the picture kind of of what we're up against and then how we kind of play into that. So we'll talk about that a little bit more in the overtime. BlazeTV.com slash Unashamed is where you can go to get that bonus content. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, Subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.